we want to say a big thank you, Lord, for already doing it for us. For we ask in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Let's put our hands together and give the Lord a very big hand clap of praise. Shall we sit at every one of us? God richly bless each and every one of you. And we are so grateful to our Lord for giving us such an opportunity to be gathered again here. And greetings to all our numerous listeners and those that love our message that will be listening to us on the social media we bring them special greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for we are starting our Easter services right from tonight and then tomorrow and Thursday and then we'll have Good Friday morning service and then Easter sunrise services. It's my prayer that each and every one of us will join our faith and be strong to come and fellowship. And our numerous listeners they will continue to follow us and then listen to these wonderful services that the Lord is unfolding in this our day. God richly bless you for coming. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen. I'm trusting that the Lord will surely bless us and the Lord will lift our faith higher than before. Praise the Lord. Amen. I was telling a brother and I said to him why David said the word of God is a light unto our feet. And a lamp unto our path. Because when you walk in darkness, you need light to help you to see clearly. If you don't have light, you are going to fall into the ditch. If there has been a time that the world is so dark, in fact, it's so dark than we think, then we need the light of God. We need the word of God that can be a light unto us to make us know where we play our foot so that we don't dash our feet against any stumbling block against anything in, the, in case in the time of darkness that is where the devil laid trenches and if you are not careful and you see properly then you fall into Satan's traps thank God for where the Lord has brought us and we all say amen to that tonight we are beginning our Easter services 
I said we are beginning our Easter services because we are joining the quarterly meetings together with the Easter service so that we can enjoy the great blessings of the Lord through his word. And I'm just going to try my best by the leading of the Lord. I'm not going to hold you too long so that you can come tomorrow and then you come tomorrow next. But I'll do my best to open your eyes so that we will see the things that are happening in the world today. Sometimes people are prone to ask and say are you not preaching about Christ? It means that the people really don't know what we call Christ. Praise the Lord. If they really understand what we call Christ, then they can really understand the word of God in each age. In the days of Moses. Well, he didn't mention any Christ name there. But he preached Christ. Because from Genesis to Revelation, it's all about Christ. It's all about God. It's about what God is doing in that particular day. Praise the Lord. I'm going to quickly read my scriptures. And I'm going to read my scriptures I'm going to take two scriptures and we're going to read from Deuteronomy chapter 4 and I'm going to read from verse 7 to 14 and then we'll get seated. Shall we be on our feet as we turn our Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy? And I'm reading from the verse 7, Making chapter 4 and from verse 7. Shall we hear the word of God? For what nation is there so great who have God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? Now, Moses is writing something and showing the children of Israel. And what nation is there so great that have status and judgment so righteous as all this law which I said before you this day? Only take heed to yourself and keep their soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thy eyes have seen. And least they depart from their heart all the days of their life. But teach them thy sons and their sons' sons. Now Moses is cautioning the children of Israel. The things that you have seen and the things that you have heard and the things that you have gone through, keep them. 
Don't lose sight of them. Don't forget about them. But keep them so that even you can tell your sons and your sons will tell their sons. In fact, it will become a memorial in the family of Israel. Because that is what is going to save you. The more you keep those things and you can remember those things, it will keep you from destruction. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Especially the day that thou stoodest before the Lord their God in Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children. And ye came near and stood under the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire unto the midst of heaven with darkness, clouds, and thick darkness. And the Lord spake unto you out of the midst of fire. Ye heard the voice of the words, but saw no similitude. Only ye heard a voice. And he declared unto you his covenant, which he had commanded you to perform, even the Ten Commandments. And he wrote them upon two tables of stones. And the Lord commanded me. Moses, no, no. Somebody will say that. Moses, you're taking too much authority. He's telling the congregation. And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you. To teach you status and judgment that ye might do them in the land with us so ye go over to possess it. Can we all say amen, amen. as we get seated? I just love the scriptures so much. And Moses said that, Moses said, and the Lord commanded me. In other words, me. the Lord told me. He was not waiting on someone to declare him. He said, the Lord told him. In other words, the Lord commanded him that he should teach the people. Well, it might be strange. What will you think if I say the same thing tonight? And I will say that the Lord told me to teach you this thing that ye may be able to walk in the days of this darkness. That ye may be able to watch that you will not dash your feet against any stone. Well, there are a lot of people that will say, no, we disagree. But that is fine. Praise the Lord. I'm taking my second scripture from the book of Hebrews. Hebrews. And I'm reading Hebrews chapter 12 and reading from verse 25. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refuse him that speak on the earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh 
from heaven. Whose voice then shook the earth. But none he have promised saying. Yet once more. I shake not the earth only. But also heaven. Heaven so. And this word. This word. Yet once more, signify it the removing of those things that are shaken. As of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom. Which cannot be moved. Let us have grace. Whereby. We may serve God. Acceptable with reverence. And godly fear. For our God. Is a consuming fire. Glory hallelujah. Amen. Praise be the Lord. Hallelujah. This is Easter. Easter Hallelujah. And Easter is with the church again. Last year, it was history. It was history because Easter was cancelled. Nobody observed Easter last year. The year 2020. And it has gone down into history. Everyone was so scared. And nobody wanted to go out. It was like the days in Egypt. When the plague of death was falling. And everyone had to stay indoors. Because the angel of death is passing. If you are not under the blood. You surely die. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So. During that time. All Christians. Every one of us. Everybody. Coiled. And you know what was ruling? Politics was ruling over the church now. Politics was now controlling the church now. And it took every sacredness out of Easter. And for the body, And I tell you that this is the effect. We are going to see clearly before us the effect of what happened last year. Now, Some years passed. When Easter is getting closer, you begin to feel it. 
You realize it. You recognize it. You realize that oh, Easter is really approaching. Last Sunday, that is the time we call Palm Sunday. And I tell you that you don't find any sign. You don't see anything. We come to church and nobody knows that if it is Palm Sunday. You know what? The enemy has taken the sacredness out of Easter. Slowly and gradually, he's just pressing on. He's pressing on. And everything has been normal. It passed quietly. I'm telling you that Good Friday, Good Friday will be about next four days. And I'm telling you it will pass quietly. The only way that you are going to realize is because we come to church. But I tell you if you miss church it will be just like an ordinary day. Why am I saying this? Something is happening in the world. My sermon this night. The world is falling apart again. The world is falling apart. You see how is it falling apart? We are going to see it. Yeah, As the Lord begins to unfold things before us. If you have a car, and the car has to move, and then the car has to speed, the car does not suddenly speed up. The same thing like a, like a plane. a plane. If he has to take off into the skies, he doesn't stand up and then take off into the stars. It tags it. It moves, increase the speed, and increase the speed, and increase the speed until a certain time because begins to get into the skies. When something is falling, it doesn't fall just at once. You watch around the environment. You watch the churches. You watch our economy. You watch the politics. You watch religion. You watch the world. You watch the events that are happening. And I tell you that one sign that you can see if you have got a spiritual eye is falling. And it will continue. And there is nothing better that will come out. If somebody says that. Oh the world is going to get better. Oh I'm here to just debate him. It means the fellow is blind. It's going to get worse. And get worse. And get worse. Jesus said. And because of that, for the sake of the elect, I'll cut their days short. It's not going to cut the world short. No, he's going to cut the, the elect. He will make their days here short so that they leave the earth quickly. Sir, 
one way you want all my own set was as so the bishop he would never let them go through the suffering and all the terrible situations because of their sake he will cut their days short he will cut their work short so that they live here and leave their ungodly people on so they will continue praise the lord hallelujah and when he get to that time, when God have cut the days of the elect short, he's saying that then violence will fill the earth. It's already begin. And when violence begins filling the earth, there is no love upon the earth. You know what is violence? You destroy and you don't care. Because the people that are living on the earth at that time, they have nothing in them that they can feel for human beings. I told you the other day, you see them like human beings. But in fact, they are no human beings. In fact, they are hybrid. Let's say so. They, they are beings that they do not come the way you came. And say, Praise God. Hallelujah. They do not come in the natural process that God has permitted to happen upon the earth. They came in a strange manner. They are artificially created. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They do not come through the hand of God. In fact, those creatures are purely the machinery, the hand of Satan. And Satan. Some Oh, somebody will say, Oh, Pastor, but won't you preach Christ? Oh, if you're born, can you In Matthew 24, now Jesus himself was preaching. And this is what he said. He said, In those days, there will be perplexed hearts, and men will be distressed, and nations will rise against nations. Did he say so? He said, And violence will fill the earth. So tonight, I'm standing like Moses and trying to teach my congregation how you expect the world to be so that you will be able to walk in this darkness. When you have got light with you, when you have got a lamp with you, you may be able to walk through this darkness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And for you to be able to walk, somebody must let you know what is happening. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I could see nothing. I could see sadness that is engulfing the entire world. Pollution. Proy. On every side. And there is no way. For it. To come out. This morning I was listening to. 
um, they were having a program on the on the TV, and I was listening. Program be TV One he said a, a law professor, professor, a very elderly man. Ah, when he he began to talk about our nation, and he said, and he said, he said, he said, he said, Ghana is about sixty-four years now. I said, Ghana, I didn't finish yet. Yes, Ghana is older than President Obama of the United States. I Ghana, any time President Obama, our America. But when President Obama was talking about here, bro, President he Obama, was, come on. He was telling us, oh no, catch saying how we should go to our route. Say, yeah, quite a fapim. And one of our problems, yeah, how, but corruption. And a pray. And the man went on. Oh, run it was what I love so much. It said, yeah, it he said the corruption as a prayer started right from our first president. Every month, you would come. I was not there. No, me, me, this man is really grown up. So, oh, and he began to quote law and we press him. Quote issues in some of matters that were sent to Supreme Court in some of the court Supreme Court in that time of the first republic. Our first republic, he said. If a nation will grow, so on my opinion, it will depend upon how the foundation is built. The cited places like Botswana, the cited places like Singapore, Singapore, and it was so wonderful and beautiful. I was listening to them, and I was really enjoying the whole program. They were, they were giving me a lot of feelings. Especially when we talk about corruption. You see, when a church will destroy, is the foundation. If the people that began the church, they don't put their feet on the ground. And get everything straightened up. Now one thing be here. The generation that will follow. I want to also be the honor. Can never do better. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that is what has been. And no sana Hallelujah. Amen. In everything that happens, be You watch the root. Now, what is going on in the world now? You watch the church. Watch religion. Watch politics. Watch military. Watch the judiciary. Watch everywhere. It will give you one sign. It's falling. It's falling. The old man said something. He said in Singapore, also was Singapore. They got what they call the anti-corruption uh, unit. And he said the president of the country. He is not, not like a ceremonial president. He, he, he does not belong to any party. It is the prime minister who belongs to a party. And this man, he is in charge of the police. And he is in charge of the judiciary. And then there is one place of, one place of money or something like that. So, when you steal money, and the matter get to him. Now, it doesn't belong to your party. No minister can come and talk. And you new party minister be Baba Kabibi. 
if we find brother Tutu, say who on your Tutu? He is working with Ministry of Health. Now one year Apomudi have no and they do more. He is a director. Why director? His pay is thousand two hundred. And naketia I apima henu. And three hundred cities allowance. And three hundred allowance come. That is what he earns. And none naketia. Three years after he has been employed, and but Atutu has built a house was it dying? and he's having two cars. Ah, cars now the anti-corruption unit they will send the matter to the court or the assembly court so that they ask you to bring your pay slip. Now Singapore. Singapore. I say, Lord, we pray. If it will happen in our country. But in fact, it will can't happen. Because the moment you start it, if they don't kill you, there is not Ghana. Hello. Hi. I'm saying that if it will come in our country. By tomorrow morning, you are dead. Because out of the 29 million, 29 million, we have got 28 million that really love the stealing. Is it our Easter's message? I've already hit it before coming. <laughs> If, if, if you listen carefully to my, my, my sermon title, it will tell you what it's about. That the world is falling apart. One of, one of, one of my scriptures that I've been using for the past weeks was someone. Where David was saying that blessed is the man that walked not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of the sinners. Nor seated in the seat of the scornful. So David, David, he gave us three categories of people. Is that right? The ungodly, the sinners, and then the scornful. People that, that ridicule the things of God. And I begin to lay the foundation and show you that even as we go on, we are going to the world is going to engulf by this kind of creatures. Sir? I call them creatures. Sir? And when this earth is full of these creatures, there is nothing godly that can be found. You all will agree with me that it is always said that birds of the same feather praise the Lord. Birds of the same feather they flock together. And this is what makes things get into destruction. to things, you know. And there was a huge outcry. Before this present government will come in, 
This government, government we were talking about the previous government, and they were saying that people are making galamsey. And today, you know why? The people that are in the town, they said people are driving in V8 v and V10, uh -huh. and you want them to stay in their village. Ah, one and, one stop and die. How can they be in their village and starve and die? So the chief of the place. And to Ahina Ohono. Or the Nuajim. Ah. Niri. Or the Nuajim. Obia everybody. Obiasim. When you get a bunch of sad people. So when you put this here. I'm telling you that. You are in for total destruction. No, say you crack, 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 crack. The one that was accusing somebody is not doing more than what the person was doing. And that is the situation. Killing. Look. I'm giving you the foundation. Blast. Listen. If two people were killed in this year and nobody talked, next year 10 people will be killed. Nobody will talk. The following year, 20 people will be killed. Nobody will talk. And you think that the people that are being killed and the people who killed them, they don't know? They know! And violence filled the entire earth. I'm saying that the world is falling apart again. Just as it fell, in the days of Noah. In the days of Noah. The world fell apart. Now nothing can hold again. I'll come to that place. In the days of Noah. When the sins of men. Shadowed the earth. There was another time that the world fell apart. In the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. I was Sodom and Gomorrah. The world fell apart. Everything was torn into pieces. Immorality. You cannot even find a grade for it. Everything became so worse until we read and the Bible said God rained fire upon them. When you read Prophet Abraham, he used to say he said if God spared this world then God have to raise the people of Sodom and Gomorrah and God have to apologize to them for burning them. Why? Because the things that they did and God ran fire upon them this world is doing ten times worse than that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This world is doing ten times more than it was in what happened in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. So what we are saying is that hey, Britain, get your mind straightened up. Don't just follow the lavishness of what is happening. See, Christianity Christosum. is becoming cold. Christianity Christosum. is becoming cold. Now, the zeal, the kind and of desire that we used to have in some days, now those desires are no more there. We rather enjoy when we feel free and we can do our own thing than to come into the presence of the Lord. But I tell you that if there's a time for us to run into the presence of God, it's now. You want to listen to my sermon that I've preached for the past for the past weeks. And you, and you begin to see the line that I'm following. I'm trying to show you where the world is getting to. You remember in the days of King Nebuchadnezzar. After, after Nebuchadnezzar died, Nebuchadnezzar's son called Bethazar. He was the one who took the throne. And this king, he became so disrespectful. In other words, he does not regard what is God, who is God. In fact, we can like him to be a, a man or a scornful man, somebody who makes fun about God. And so what he did was that he went and collected the vessels that they used to serve in the house of God. And then he organized a feast. And in the feast, he asked that they should use those vessels to serve their wines. Now, do you know what he's trying to do? He's disrespecting God. Who is the God of Israel? Who is this? And who is that? Anyway, I don't care about it. And while they were just enjoying that party, you read that in the book of Daniel. And in the course of enjoying, we are told in the Bible, and there came a handwriting. And a writing came on the wall. And God is about to display his wrath. You cannot mess up with God. There came a writing on the wall. You have been weighed in the balance of God. And you have been found wanting. The day did not meet the guy. He died. Oh we. When a man crosses the line of God, there is no way that you can return. 
And there is no way that what you have done, you're going to go escort free. No. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This man died. Why? Because he thought that there is no God. And we are having a bunch of them. As the days goes on, we are having a bunch of people coming out. I've read some of them. And they claim there is no God. We are worrying ourselves. Yeah, and on and on. And they think that oh, they will go free with what they are saying. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But none is going to go free. Listen. Another time. That the word fell apart. Now it is becoming religious now. Was the time of Jesus Christ. When Jesus has to come on the scene. There came a man called John the Baptist. Last Sunday I was talking about it. And I really love it. John the Baptist came to forerun the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I said that John the Baptist was one of the greatest prophets. He had a greater ministry than Moses. Not because he has got a large congregation. It's not because he has got a lot of people coming to his church. His followers were only three. But Jesus began to talk about John the Baptist. He said, when you went out, what did you go out to see? A prophet. Jesus said, I tell you, more. More. He said, more than a prophet. He said, when he went out, the man that you are seeing there, who do you think he is? Well, you think that is a prophet. But let me tell you, he's more than a prophet. Why is Jesus saying, he's, what is more than a prophet? What ministry? I'm trying to show you something. Because we have come to a time that people think that when we are talking about the prophet, somebody that is prophesying or telling you your fortune, how you are going to prosper, how you are going to build a house, or you buy a car, or your marriage will be so fine. Well, there are many people who don't go to church, their marriages are fine. And there are people who don't go to church. And they don't need a prophet. They have bought cars. And they have built houses. They don't need a prophet to prophesy in their life. Now, in the day that we are living, that is the kind of prophet that people are running after. And they think that those prophets now, this is how they, for they have got a great ministry. Now, it is no ministry at all. He said, What are you saying?
said, you know, John the Baptist never healed one person. John the Baptist never performed one miracle. John the Baptist was not having thousand church members. His statements were only three. But the Messiah himself said that behold more than a prophet. Why is Jesus saying so? Because when the world is coming to an end or the world is, uh, is falling God have to bring a man a man that would tell the people the condition of the time that man that come on the scene it's more than a prophet. He said, what are you saying? According to William Abraham, he said, a prophet is the one that revealed the word in his day. Not, not, not the one that is prophesying how you are going to be rich. Because it takes only one man to do that work like the days of John the Baptist. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It will not take an organization. It will not take a group of people. It will not take a church. No. God has never done that before. The Lord Jesus himself he recognized the ministry. You know how long John the Baptist preached? Do you know the ministry of John the Baptist? How long? Not 10 years. Old. Not 35 years. Old. Six months. Six. The man that was having a six months church. With only three members. God himself said. He's more than a prophet. You know why? Because his ministry was so wonderful. so mysterious that he has to show. Reveal the word. He said. He said. Ah, that was his entire ministry. The, the word that must come in that hour. Because the world is falling. And that man must be on the scene that he must gather his people. And John the Baptist was the one that was giving the key that he must introduce. He said, there is one among us. I'm not worthy to lace his shoe. He said, there's one. He said, I saw the spirit of the Lord coming upon him. And I'm telling you that he's among us. He said, that was his sermon. He said, oh, but this one is so simple. It's because we are hearing it. If you have lived in that day, there was the high priest and all the Pharisees. Everybody, everybody was going and coming. They don't know that there is a special person that is walking on the street of Jerusalem. They don't know. 
And that there's somebody coming to show him. Behold, this is the Lamb of God. Behold, now this ministry for unveiling the Lamb of God. This ministry surpasses any prophet ministry that has ever happened upon the surface of the earth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That is why I believe that if the world is falling again, God must bring a man on the scene. I believe it so much. It has to follow the same trend. God will not change his pattern. He said, I'm God. I change it now. The same pattern that God has used, the same pattern God will be using in the day that we are living in. Because why? Just like it was in the days of Noah. Just like it was in the days of Sodom. Just like it was in the days when Jesus Christ came. And the world was falling. Is that true? In Jesus' time, the world was falling down. Israel I always disagree with people. Maybe And when people are listening to me, that is my stand. Israel are not the children of God. Israel Those that we read in the Bible, they've all died and go. Even them, not all of them, are children of God. I read where Moses stood. And Moses said, Who is on the Lord's side? He said, Who is on the Lord's side? If you are on the Lord's side, come this way. There were human beings. And they said, We we are not on the Lord's side. We are not coming. They were also Israelites. They were not Philistines. Or Canaanites. They were Israelites. When Moses declared, if you are on the Lord's side, in other words, if you love God, in other words, if you want to stay with God and his prophet, move to this side. Some people moved. Some people did not. They separated. They created a gap. Where we are here. Where we are not there. And God swallowed them. They all die. Praise the Lord. And that is it. When the world is coming to an end. I'm not talking about the skies turning down. Because in Sodom the world, the earth did not turn down. with the people. In Jesus' time, it sounds like the people were religious. People were not religious. And each one of them were claiming they were looking for a Messiah. Well, the Pharisees were looking for a Messiah in their own way. And the Sadducees too were looking for the Messiah in their own way. And another church, they were looking for the Messiah in their own way. If you like, 
go out and find out from the churches. You'll find out that each and every church is looking for the Messiah in their own way. Ask them. How is Jesus coming? Some will say trumpet will blow. Some will say because in their mind that is the way they want Jesus to come. And you see, it's just it's just so sad. It's just like it's just like spoken word people. I say spoken word for. And we have a group of spoken word people. spoken word And they said the seventh seal is not. Open. So they are waiting for Jesus. And you want to tell Jesus to open the seven seals. So maybe Jesus announce on them. Now, when Jesus came, and then begin to open the seven seals. No, open so announce on them. They don't want to accept him. One person will give him. Because he has not come the way they are looking for. So one man said, "You are here to come." Pastor, I have not seen Jesus that have come in the seven seals. Oh. When you see the ministry of the Son of David begin to unveil Himself. Then Christ has come in his temple and what you are looking for, Christ is the reason why they cannot accept because they thought that there should be a man that will come out from their camp. Somebody should come out from among them. The reason why the Catholic will not agree, the reason why that church will not accept because it's not coming from among them and the way they are and God has never done it before. Always, the man that he will pick, the man that he will choose, he will choose somebody that is not from their account. Well, this is it. Sanity. Methodists is having their own Messiah. Methodists for one Messiah that they are looking for. Catholic is looking for their own Messiah. Anglican is looking for their own Messiah. Anglican for their own Messiah. Apostolic, their own Messiah. Charismatic, their own Messiah. If you are among the charismatic, everybody is looking for the Messiah in their kind way. God does not have 20 Messiahs. And in fact, this book that I have, I'll close you just now. I'll close this now. This book, it does not have one part for Methodists. And, and then chapter 14 to 18 is for Presby. Mm-hmm. And then 19 to 25 is for Anglican. And then from 25 to 30, it belongs to Roman Catholic. God, he hasn't got that. In other words, God has got only one truth. He, he, is not care. he doesn't care whether you belong here or you don't belong. Come and find out that one truth. Don't follow your organization. If you follow your organization, your organization will deceive you. Because God has never worked through organization before. Church, the world is falling. If there is something that will save us, let me tell you with a godly laugh. God has unveiled a great message for us. It is for you. How to hold it. Believe it with all your heart. Don't let somebody corrupt you. In fact, 
They have tested it. They have tried it. And they have realized that. Yes, it is true. But the issue is that they are not of us. Friday, I'll be speaking on the, the Antichrist reveal. He said, they are not of us. Even though, even though they were among us, and then they left, they are not of us. If they are of us, they will remain. He said, great statement. You watch how the world is going. It will make you feel that it is becoming sweet. Oh, no. Mm-mm. It's becoming enjoyable. No. The world is becoming crooked. Now look at it. And if you are husband and wife here, let me say this and I close. The moment your husband comes from work and reach the home, put your mobile phone away. As long as your husband, your wife, is in the house, I want to beg you. Put your mobile phone. Here is your husband. And talk. The mobile phone is not your second husband. Other than that, you are committing adultery. Hello, church. Else, you are committing adultery. George, I hope you understand what I'm saying. If your wife is sitting here and you have your mobile phone, now mobile phone, you have got another wife. Oh, I hear from. God, it will bless you. Everybody, see me now, Naji. We will continue tomorrow. Shall we be on our feet? Just come and give us a song. Just keep these things in your mind. I'm telling you, it's going to help us. It's going to build our marriages. It's going to make us to enjoy whole. Praise the Lord. Things that are happening, I'm telling you, the world is collapsing. It's falling. Marriages are falling. Families are falling. Everything is falling because it has been prophesied. The Lord will bless you so much.